Hello, this is Anbiti from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Friday, the 1st of July. The Supreme Court today said suspended BJP leader Nupur Sharma should apologize to the whole country while referring to the controversial remarks she made on Prophet Muhammad during a TV debate. In the aftermath of her comments, there were protests across the country, some of which were reportedly violent. The comments also created diplomatic backlash for India, with several countries like the UAE, Saudi Arabia, Iran, among others, condemning them. The Apex Court made the comments while hearing a petition by Sharma, which sought the transfer of all the FIRs registered against her to Delhi for investigation. The petition was heard by a bench of Justices Suryakant and J.B. Pardiwala. The court called Sharma's comments disturbing and added that she is quote-unquote single-handedly responsible for what is happening in the country. Sharma's lawyer submitted that she was facing threats. In response, Justice Suryakant asked whether she faces threat or has become a security threat herself by the way she ignited emotions across the country. They added that her loose tongue set fire to the country, with reference to communal tensions, especially in Udaipur. The Supreme Court also slammed Times Now, which had held the debate in which Sharma had made the comments. The court contended that the TV channels had no business discussing a matter which was subjudice except to promote agenda. In their first cabinet meeting as Chief Minister Eknath Shinde and Deputy Devendra Fadnavis vetoed the Uddhav Thakre government's decision of moving the Metro 3 car shed from Arya Forest in Mumbai, Indian Express reported. After taking over as Chief Minister in 2019, Uddhav Thakre had stayed the construction of the Kolaba Bandra Seeps Metro 3 corridor and appointed a committee to look for alternative plots. Subsequently, his government had designated Are Colony as a reserve forest. The proposal for construction in the area had sparked massive protests in Mumbai by environmental activists in 2019, when the Mumbai Metro Rail Corporation sought the Brihan Mumbai Municipal Corporation's permission to fell trees at Are Colony, an urban forest which many refer to as Mumbai's green lung. The move to shift the car shed from Arya has been a major bone of contention between the Shiv Sena and its former ally, BJP. The Mahavikas Aghadi government had conceded to the protest by activists and decided to shift the metro car shed to Kanjurmarg. In 2020, the BJP-led government at the centre went to Bombay High Court, saying that the land belonged to its salt department. The High Court had issued a stay. The project had been in limbo since then. According to NDTV, Shinde has directed the Advocate General to submit in court that the shed will be built at Are Colony. Fadnavis directed the Urban Development Department officials to bring a proposal for building the car shed at Are before the Cabinet. He added that the 33-kilometre-long underground metro project between Kolaba, Bandra, Seeps was stuck because of a legal wrangle over the Kanjurmark plot where the previous MVA government had proposed to build the car shed. Fadnavis asked bureaucrats whether the courts could be apprised through the Advocate General that the car shed could be built at Are itself. The move was seconded by Shinde. Environmentalist D. Stalin of NGO One Shakti said they will oppose the matter in court, adding that the Supreme Court has stayed felling of trees, Indian Express reported. He said the forest area has to be conserved, which is the floodplain of Mithi River and habitat of wildlife, including leopards. Listeners, 
let me take a moment to talk about the media. It is not only important for the fourth pillar of democracy to report on what happens around us in the world, but to also point out when any reports about our world might be exaggerated or straight out fake. In today's world, with social media working in tandem with regular media, busting fake news is as important as delivering news. One such pioneer of fake news busters in India is Mohammad Zubair, co-founder of fact-check website Alt News. In the last five years, Zubair has called out hate speech and misinformation on social media and tried to bring out the truth to the public. However, he is now in jail for allegedly hurting religious sentiments after an anonymous Twitter account complained against his social media post from 2018. Read my colleague. Nidhi Suresh's report titled Zubair's Arrest: Five Cases That Illustrate Alt News Co-Founder's Role in Flagging Hate Speech on Newslaundry.com to understand how important his institution has been so far. Listeners, if you like the work that we do and want more in-depth investigations like this, do consider subscribing to Newslaundry. Remember that we are able to deliver these reports free from corporate or government influence. only because we don't depend on them for ads news laundry is an ad free platform our journalism is funded by you our subscribers so if you aren't already a part of our independent news model subscribe by going to newslaundry.com and clicking on the red subscription button at the top right corner subscription plans begin from rupees 300 a month pay to keep news free the death toll in manipur landslide has now risen to 10 as two more bodies were recovered this morning in the state's noni district at least 55 others including several jawans are still missing and are feared to be buried near the ijai river the landslide took place at the 107 territorial army camp near tupuliyar railway construction site on wednesday night nine of the 10 recovered bodies are of soldiers several of those still buried are suspected to be either soldiers or workers from the construction site early this morning GOC in C Eastern Command Lieutenant General RP Kalita met with six injured Territorial Army personnel who were initially evacuated to the Limakhong Military Hospital on Thursday. Both are now being provided medical aid at Mantri Pokhri. Apart from the Central and State Disaster Forces, search operations are being conducted by the Indian Army, Assam Rifles and Territorial Army. The Territorial Army provides security to a railway line being built from Jiribam district to Imphal, the state capital. A thorough wall radar is being inducted by air to detect the presence of personnel buried in the debris. An official release said earlier today. India has raised its basic import duty on gold to 12.5% from 7.5%. The central government said today. Last year, the government had cut the tax on gold imports to 7.5% in the union budget. According to Reuters, India fulfills most of its gold demand through imports, which were putting pressure on the rupee that hit a record low earlier today. At the Interbank Foreign Exchange, the rupee opened on a weak note at 78.99 against the American dollar, then lost ground to quote at 79.99. It's an all-time low level. According to Anil Kumar Bhansali, head of Treasury Finrex Treasury Advisors, the rupee opened low as there are no signs of fund flows or strength in Asian currencies. Brent crude oil prices coming down or a pause in the interest rate hikes, PTI reported. Bhansali called these a quote-unquote nemesis for the rupee and said that RBI is the only one supporting it 
and keeping it in a small range. He added that we may see a spike suddenly one day. The gold duty hike would lift prices and moderate demand in India, which could weigh on global prices. But it could stoke under-the-counter buying and drive up appetite for precious metals smuggled into the country, trade officials said. After the duty hike announcement, local gold prices rose around 3%, while global prices fell by 0.5%. While speaking to Reuters, a Mumbai-based dealer with a global trading firm said that the hike has raised the gap between local and overseas prices to more than 15%, and this could boost smuggling of gold in the country. On the multi-commodity exchange, gold rates today surged to Rs 51,900 per 10 gram. However, gold prices were lower today in global markets. This hike in import duty comes as a report by the World Gold Council, which said that India is the fourth largest nation in terms of gold recycling in 2021, as it recycled 75 tonnes, or 6.5% of the total gold recycled across the globe. Russian missiles struck an apartment building and two holiday camps near Ukraine's Black Sea port of Odessa early today, killing at least 18 people and wounding dozens, Ukrainian authorities said. Odessa region emergency official Ihor Budalenko told local television that one missile struck the building in the village of Sirveka in the Bilhorod-Nitrovsky district at about 1 a.m., killing 16 people. He added that 41 people had been rescued. Budalenko said rescue work to find people who could still be trapped in the building were going on. At least 152 people reportedly lived in the building. Odessa region governor Maxim Marchenko put the total death toll at 18 and said that 31 were hospitalized in a post on Telegram. He said Russia had used Soviet-era KH-22 missiles, which all came from the direction of the Black Sea. The death toll add to the United Nations figure which put the number of civilian deaths since the start of the war at 4,700. The figure, which is estimated to be considerably higher, includes at least 350 children, Al Jazeera reported. The Odessa attacks occurred shortly after Russia on Thursday said it would withdraw its troops from Snake Island, situated 48 kilometres off the coast. Snake Island was seized by Russia on the opening day of the full-scale invasion. Moscow called the withdrawal a quote-unquote gesture of goodwill, meant to show it is not obstructing United Nations' attempts to open a grain transport corridor from Ukraine amid a continuing global food crisis exacerbated by the invasion. Meanwhile, former U.S. Defense Secretary James Mattis criticized Russia's war in Ukraine today. During a conference in Seoul, he said that the world was quote-unquote watching Russia wither and blasted its incompetent generals. This comes after a trio of assassination attempts targeting pro-Russian officials over the past two weeks, CNN reported. Several Washington officials added that this was a sign of resistance movement against the pro-Russian authorities occupying the southern parts of Ukraine. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on wherever you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.